Come on. Welcome, Lifeblood. This is George G, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, Strong and Powerful Cos Marte. Cos, are you ready to do this? Yes, I'll do it, George. Thank you. Yeah, excited to have you on. Cos is the founder and CEO of Con Body and Con Bud. He was incarcerated for over seven years, where he reevaluated his life. Now he's working to help others and destigmatize those who have been impacted by the war on drugs. Cos, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah, I mean, I I was, you know, born and raised in the Lower East Side of New York City, uh, a neighborhood in the 80s and 90s that was uh, very, very heavily drug infested back then. And it was a neighborhood that people didn't really want to walk through, you know, and so it was a dangerous place at, at that moment. But it was a pretty tight community. Um, and I grew up seeing drugs at a very early age and got involved in it uh, super young you know at 11 i started smoking weed and 13 i started dealing and looking at the people that were standing on the corner who had the big chains cards who as like people that made it you know success successful people you know and i didn't see too much or i didn't see anyone you know growing up that made it through school or and education or whatever way means it was you know either you you sold drugs or you know, maybe became an athlete, but I didn't really know athletes, you know, that came out of my neighborhood. So um, drugs was like the thing, you know, and, and so I got involved in that and I wanted to be rich and I started dealing at 19. I was making over $2 million a year. I, I created one of the largest drug delivery services in New York City. And at 23, um, everything ended. I was sentenced to seven years in prison. Uh, doctors in prison told me my, my cholesterol levels were through the roof. And, uh, and if I didn't start working out or eating correctly, that I'd die of a heart attack. So I started exercising and, and nonstop, and I managed to lose over 70 pounds in six months. Um, I, I took that same workout method and started implementing it with other inmates in there. And I, I helped over 20 inmates lose over 1,000 pounds combined. And I took that... that that idea. And I was like, Hey, I'm, I can start a business behind this. So, uh, this is where Combody was born. Um, I can I was released. I started it, you know, doing it in local parks, renting out ballet studios and just hustling and grinding for the last nine years with that. And then, uh, and then con bud was all derived from, you know, the injustices I saw in the, in a marijuana space. Um, just seeing people that have been affected. I was arrested at 13 and went down a whole spiral being stuck in the, the probation, parole, jail, prison system for 17 years. Um, so it, 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 it took a while for me to escape that, that world, but, you know, to come out and then see people that have never even touch the plant or even been around it, you know, become rich off of it. Uh, and then us that have been affected by it, uh, we couldn't get in the, in the game. And, and it was, uh, uh, uh unfair, un unfair, uh, system, but New York state, uh, decided to, to regulate that and make that, uh, more social equitable space by, by hiring, 
by selecting the first licenses to be going out to individuals like myself who, who have a, a profitable business and also uh, have been convicted for marijuana charges. So um, I, I'm jumping on that uh, bandwagon now and and uh, I launched Combat, where we're going to be hiring people that have been affected by the war on drugs to, to sell marijuana, not, not drugs, but just marijuana. <laughs> Got it. Well, I appreciate you sharing your story. So how long have, how, how long have you been out of prison? I've been home nine years now. I've been home nine years. So when, when you're, when you're, when you're in prison and do people just notice that this guy in his six by nine cellar, however big it is, is just moving around. He's acting like, I, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. How did it, how did word get around? Yeah. So I was working out in the, in the prison yard. I was also working out in my prison cell. So I would, I would run like uh, pretty much a half a marathon every day. You know, in the mm -hmm. beginning, you know, people would make fun of me. They would call me fat Forrest Gump. And I was like struggling <laughs> Uh, I couldn't run. I was I was running from one pole. To, uh, there was like these light poles in the prison yard, and so I was running one pole, and then I was walking to the next pole, and then running to the other. And then people were screaming and making fun of me, and I'm trying to get on a pull-up bar in the prison yard, and you know, and like they're calling me honey bun jokes and all that stuff. And so, I I just kept moving in the prison yard. I I ran around with my middle finger up, you know, <laughs> just like. Uh, didn't pay attention to other people. And then I went back to my cell and I started doing all types of calisthenics exercises, just using my body weight. So I kept doing it. And then, um, I lost all my weight. And I, I remember one inmate coming up to me and, and he was a big guy. He was like, uh, he noticed me, he noticed my weight loss. And he was like, I want to start running with you. And, um, and then I started training him and then he brought two of his other friends and we started training. And then I got one of my other friends and it became like a camaraderie builder where we were just going out to the yard, working out with each other. I think that, I think that's incredible. Um, and so obviously kudos to you for persevering. Was it, I don't want to die because the doctor told me if I don't start losing weight, then I'm going to die. And, or was it, I need something to do a little bit of everything. Yeah, a little bit of everything. I mean, in the beginning, definitely, like, the doctors told me, like, it, you know, if I didn't start exercising, then I could probably die of a heart attack within five years. My, my cholesterol levels are, like, extremely mm -hmm. bad, um, have blood pressure issues. And so what I did was, uh, you know, that that woke me up to start moving in my cell. And, and I remember after three months, I lost 40 pounds, and I went back to the medical unit to get re-examined and they said my blood levels and everything was you know normal and so in, in three months I got back to normal and then I just it became like an addiction I guess in the sense where I a, a routine that I just kept going and I, I felt bad when I didn't exercise you know I felt like damn I'm, I'm falling off you know when I took a day off and so I had to get back on it so and plus I had the time to do it you know, and, and um, I mean, in, in prison, when I was there, it was just like working out, reading books, and that was it. <laughs> you know, so like I, I utilized my time, you know, positively and took advantage of it. Yeah, I appreciate that. So how 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 was the process of um, 
going home and then talked about you started just running these in parks, ballet studios, wherever you could get space. How was it actually setting up the business? Um, was that hard as somebody who with, with, with a criminal record? How was that process? It was extremely hard. I mean, I, I had no funding. I came out with a dream. I was, um, you know, I, I went, I lost everything I had. I, I, the only thing I had was like a few hundred pairs of Jordan sneakers from back in the day. And, and I, I took those and sold all of them and then used that as startup capital. Um, and so I, I started in the park, you know, rain, sleet, snow. I didn't care. I was out there twice a day, um, every day, just going up to people in the streets and telling them, you know, I'm doing this workout out here and I'm on the subway stations, you know, handing out flyers, uh, just getting the word out there as much as I can and, and making it happen. Um, but it was at least two years before I even went inside, you know, and, and then I started operating uh, in like a ballet studio. Um, and then I, I got a sublease uh, from uh, a daycare center. And I remember like the daycare center, they were like, oh, so what are you doing? I was like, yeah, I'm teaching Pilates classes. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I, when I used to tell people prison style boot camp, you know, they used to be like, what? You know, what is that? And then I would tell them my story and they'd be like, nah, you can't have that here. Sounds so I, great. You know, <laughs> I had, a, I had a manipulate, you know, the, the, the principal, but then she found out it was a, a, a prison style boot camp. So they, they try to kick us out, you know? And, and so then, uh, uh, I moved into actual space. So looking for actual spaces, even when I had the, the funds to, to do it with, uh, was extremely difficult just because nobody wanted to rent to me. Um, I had that stamp on my record, you know, I, every application I had to fill out, I had to, disclose my, my past. And so was, I was being judged and, um, and I got lucky by finding a, a ad on Craigslist for a basement, uh, on this exact same corner where I sold drugs at and the exact same corner where I got locked up at. And, um, it went back to a full circle and I opened up the, our first facility there. That's wild. That's the universe connecting dots. It's crazy. So you start enrolling people, you're, you're literally, you're in the park, you're chasing people down, you're stopping people who are walking by and you successfully do that, obviously, and just hustle like crazy for two years. And then you finally, everything comes full circle and you get the studio space or this basement space. Now, how is, how is, how has it been? It's obviously grown, but just tell us about from where that is to where we are today. I mean, back then I was, you know, I thought I made it when I was training 10 people in the park. <laughs> um, you know, today we've trained over 70,000 people, you know, wow. and uh, all around the world, even inside the, 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 the prison systems and correctional facilities where we're actually training inmates today uh, inside Rikers Island. Uh, we're expanding in Wisconsin, Nebraska, you know, moving to New Mexico as well. Um, so we're, we're, you know, that's, that's the goal is to hire as many people coming out of the prison system as possible. That's been our mission um, since I launched it, you know, cause I didn't want people to, to feel the pain that I felt when I came home. I, I was released with $40 on a bus ticket, you know, and 
if I didn't have mom, mom's couch, I probably would have been homeless, you know? And, um, it's, it's a very difficult process to transition if you don't have any resources or, you know, assistance from any family members, you know? And, and so I wanted individuals that, that had been in my situation to have an easier transition because I, I felt the pain. And, um, there's been times where we had, when I was starting the company and I got that basement location, we had like four air mattresses and I had to deflate them before class at 6 a.m. so we could start 6.30 class, you know, and on time. And um, it had, people had to sleep like they were in prison cots, but they were free. And I had peanut butter and jelly, you know, for them to eat on lunchtime. You know, it was, it was just, it was a real, it was real. I've, I've hired over 50 people coming out of the prison system. And, and today we have a zero recidivism, right? You know, no one has gone back. You know, and I, I, I think that that is all due to the, the tight community that we built. And, you know, we got each other's back, you know, and, and we tell, I tell everyone that, that I hire, like, if you need assistance in any way possible, like, just ask, you know, we'll figure it out. It strikes me as uh, it as really a no brainer. If I were, if I were running a prison, I would want, you to come in and help people to be healthy, but then also give them hope that, oh my gosh, there is a path. There's probably many, but if you don't know, then you don't know. How is that being received? It sounds like you're, you're certainly in uh, quite a few. How is the message yeah. received? I mean, uh, the inmates are the one asking for it, you know, cause they, they see that, you know, a, a lot of people in prison work out, you know, so um, they see that they have this talent that they could give back to society in, in a certain way. And they want to get back. They want to get into this business. So, um, we've gotten the word out there by, cause in prison, you don't have, you know, some pr prisons have TVs in their cells and stuff like that, but you know, some places you don't have anything, you, you know, you have a TV in the day room and you stick to one channel. Um, so you don't really see anything from the outside world except for, uh, magazines. So we were featured on men's health, men's fitness, Inc. magazine, Forbes. And, and so these are, this is what you read in prison. And so after being featured on those, we've gotten tons of jail mail. Um, I call it fan jail mail because a lot of people asking, you know, for jobs, you know, and, and I haven't grown uh, enough yet where we could provide as many jobs as I can, but that's, you know, that's a goal that, that I want to reach uh, one day is to you know, get back in some sort of way, you know, and especially in fitness and now marijuana. <laughs> right. What do people like most or why, why do regular folks, why would I walk into your calm body studio? It's different. Uh, it's, it's a community of, you know, people that, that make you feel like family. And, and I think when people come here, they, they might come here for the novelty and, and they see that it's not a regular place. You're not going into like a fancy gym with a, a dowling locker where you're going to put in your stuff and, you know, feel like that way. We, we have no locks in our lockers. You, you come in here, you put your stuff. We tell people trust you, you your stuff with an ex-convict, you know, like um, build the studio to look like a prison. So you're going through a gate, you know, before class starts and it's all body weight. So we know we don't use any equipment. And, 
trust me, we, you will experience one of the hardest workouts and get a sweat and get results. You know, you keep coming and keep committed. Yeah. I love it. And so in, in your mind's eye, what does five years look like from now? What is life going to look like? Yeah. I mean, right, right now, what I'm looking at is, uh, uh franchising, you know, I'm, I'm working on franchising multiple locations across the country at the current moment. I would like to do at least a hundred in the next five years, uh, launch con bud, um, you know, now and, and have that expand, um, and, and give back to individuals, you know, getting into, into the, the game. I think that's exciting. I, I, I was, I had that in the back of my mind about, about franchising. It seems, it seems to make sense, but obviously there's a million different details and helping people to, to raise the money and, or how, however you'll structure it, but you're a smart guy. So I'm sure you'll figure it out. Um, I'm figuring it out. <laughs> I have to figure it out out of desperation. So I, I'm, I'm making it happen. Yeah, exactly. It. Love it. What cost the people are ready for that difference making tip? What do you have for them? Uh, for me, uh, you know, I, I tell people if you don't ask, you don't eat, you know, and um, and that's something that my mom always said, like, you, know, you need to ask to, to get something, you know, whether it's a no or yes, but you'll get something, you know what I mean? And, and that's something that I always kept in back of my mind as I started the company. It's just like, ABC always be closing, you know, and just always be asking, always be, you know, trying to get something. Um, and, and a lot of people, when they start businesses or, you know, they launch something new, they think they have the greatest idea in the world. Um, but like I went to this MBA class in Brown and some kid built this genius software system. And I was like, so have you asked anybody, you know, if they need this? And it's like, not yet, you know, cause I'm still working. I'm like, yo, you better ask somebody if they want that shit. Cause you know, <laughs> if you, if they don't, if no one wants this, it's not a viable, you know, product in the, in the market, then, um, then you're just wasting your time right now, buddy. And so, um, yeah, I mean, always ask, you know, and, and you shall receive, you know, and that's, that's my tip. Well, I think that that is great stuff. That definitely gets, come on. That's a good medicine for, for everybody, but particularly a young, very, very excited, idealistic person. Is anybody really going to want to buy this? Like, oh, I hadn't really thought about that. So. <laughs> well, Kos, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can they invo get involved with ConBody and ConBud? Yeah, you can message me at ConBody.com. Um, my emails are... Uh, costmarte at combody.com and cost at combud.com if you want to get involved in the marijuana space. Um, and our Instagram is uh, C O N B O D Y, combody, and combud and Y is our Instagram for combud. Uh, trying to, trying to uh, get that combud solidified on Instagram, but you know, somebody has that account and they're sitting on it. Maybe I'll buy it one day. But um, yeah, no, I appreciate the opportunity here, George. Thank, thank you for letting me share my, my story. Oh, for sure. Well, if you enjoyed as much as I did, show Kosh your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to conbody.com and check out all the great resources and get involved. Find them on Instagram. I'll list everything in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Kosh. Thank you.
And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.